Come on. Welcome to Money Savage, a savage approach to personal finance. This is George Grumbacher, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, a strong and powerful Bernard Reese. Bernard, are you ready to do this? I am ready to do this, George. Glad to be here with the Savage Nation. Uh, and let's 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 go for it. Let's dive in. Excellent. Let's do it. Bernard is a CPA, a CPCU. He is the principal of Reshore Financial Advisors as well as 401kcheckbook.com. They are organizations working to diversify, reduce taxes, and increase financial security for Americans. I'm excited to have you on. Bernard, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. I guess where the great place to start is I'm a dad, a husband, uh, and that kind of gives me the objectives and the goals and the drive uh, and meaning to life. And professionally, what I strive to do is put people in the best position uh, for them to take charge of their finances, take control of their financial futures uh, in a way that they would like. I believe in giving people the freedom to choose um, and that people should take ownership of their finances and financial choices um, rather than uh, you know, subordinating the judgment to financial advisors uh, and other folks where they may be, uh, you know, they're not going to get the optimal outcome uh, for them. Of course, that does work for a segment of the population, but I do believe that lots of people would love to get greater control if only they had the tools and the wherewithal to do that. Got it. Well, I certainly appreciate that. Um, tell me a little bit about your background and, and, and how you how you settled on, on, on this kind of work. CPA did lots of you know, kind of work that you'd expect a CPA to do, tax advisory, financial due diligence, audits, uh, and doing some work with alternative investments. And you, you're always looking to, for new products, new services, things that are not getting enough attention, um, and they're kind of flying under the radar. And I've done a lot of work with folks that have alternative investments, and I figured we got to marry that with the CPA tax advisory space and provide a structure where people can do off-Wall Street investments in a way that's tax-protected. Uh, there's no reason why IRAs, 401ks, defined benefit plans, QRPs uh, should be some sort of proprietary product to large brokerage houses. Uh, Congress and the IRS created them for any kind of investments that we like, and people don't know or don't have the structures and the tools uh, to set it up so they can have their real estate, their private loans, their litigation finance, their tax liens, uh, their cryptocurrency, cannabis investments, whatever it is that they want to invest in, that they want to pursue, uh, the tools to do that tax-free using the section, sections of the tax code uh, that most Americans are using for mutual funds uh, for the investments that they choose and control. Got it. So... So can you just define or explain what are checkbook control retirement accounts and how they're different from traditional accounts that might maybe people are more accustomed to? Yeah. They, they, from the perspective of the tax code, IRAs are IRAs, 401ks are 401ks. Uh, but we're so accustomed to thinking that, okay, you want to get that tax deduction, um, get the tax deferred or tax sheltered um, investment return. You got to hand off the money to a brokerage house, whether it be Fidelity, Vanguard, or one of the other great brokerages out there, or hand it over to a financial advisor who's somehow going to work his magic um, and provide us some sort of financial security. 
Well, that's not the case. Nowhere in the tax code does it say anything about Fidelity or Charles Schwab. Tax code just says, uh, if you want tax benefits, uh, put the money in an account that's designated for retirement savings uh, that complies with the relevant section of the tax code, and then invest it. It doesn't say anything about mutual funds. It doesn't say anything about uh, stocks or bonds. It just says invest it. Uh, so you can invest it in whatever you'd like. And so we provide the structure that gives you the money in a bank account, but nevertheless keeps it tax shelter. It gives you all the benefits that you get with an IRA um, at a regular brokerage house, but gives you the flexibility to invest in assets that they don't provide. Uh, so if you want mutual funds, of course, you can do that with our structure, uh, but you can also do real estate and tax liens and hard money loans and without any transaction fees because you get that money in a bank account and you just direct it wherever you want. Okay, so so let's just use an example. Let's say that I have $100,000 in an IRA with, and it's at a traditional um, financial company. And I say, okay, this sounds interesting. I'm interested in, 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 in doing this. So we would essentially transfer the money to a new account, which would be held essentially in a bank account. It would just be designated as an IRA. Uh, that's in a nutshell. That's what it is. Uh, there's a bit that we go through. To, there are different structures that we use depending on a financial profile. Uh, but it really is straightforward for us to immediately know uh, which plan um, is right for the individual. So we use qualified retirement plans, which is just a catch-all uh, for a certain kind of tax-advantaged account that's created by a business. And those include defined benefit plans, defined contribution plans, 401k plans. Now, those are dizzying terminology um, and abstractions. In most scenarios, what we're going to be using is a solo 401k, uh, and we call that a checkbook 401k, and that's for folks that have some sort of business income. So the first question we ask is, do you, what, you know, what, what sources of income do you have? Do you have an owner-only business? If you've got a business, um, if you've got something that's generating some income for you, then we would create a checkbook 401k for you. Um, and then the money, we just goes directly from Schwab to a new bank account that's designated as the account to hold your 401k funds. Uh, if it turns out that you've got no sort of income from a business, then we use an IRA structure, which is a little more complex. Um, it's got you know two layers to it. We do have to move, an IRA does need a custodian. Uh, so what we do is we move it to custodians that work with us and allow us to create a structure within an IRA that can have a bank account. So we'll move the money to a custodian, a partner custodian that we work with. Uh, then we'll tell that custodian we're making a private equity investment. And we'll set up a business entity, have the custodian send the funds to that business entity, and there you go. You got your money in a bank account uh, in a business that you control. Interesting. Okay. And it just popped into my head. This is a perfectly legal thing. Yeah. This is <laughs> absolutely. There's, there's nothing. The tax code uh, does not in any way dictate what, you know, well, I should say there are a couple limitations and we want everybody to know what those are. Right. But they're not really, once you get those out of the way, um, the coast is kind of clear. The first thing is no collectibles. So if you want to buy rugs, antiques, um, 
fine wine or alcohol, fine art, you can't do that. That's out. Uh, then the other rule, but, but other than that, any kind of asset is accessible. And I'd say the overwhelming majority of investors are not looking to do those kinds of investments. Uh, our most clients are always are generally doing something real estate related, but of course you've got people doing some form of precious metals, cryptocurrency, and a whole host of other things. Uh, then the other only other rule you got to be aware of is something called the prohibited transactions, and that means that you can buy real estate, but you can't buy real estate from yourself. So we got people call us say, hey, I've got this great property, it's thrown off lots of cash. I need some. I need some way to shield that. You know, I've run out of depreciation. I want to protect that income. I don't want to pay it to the IRS, so I want to move it into my own retirement account. Then it's too late. You can't move property that you own in your own name into um, the 401k account or the IRA accounts that we set up. Uh, you can buy property, but not from yourself. So you're off limits. Uh, your parents, your kids, you know, and a couple of others. Uh, but beyond that, you can buy real estate from anybody. So to recap, in terms of the asset types that are off limits, it's those collectibles. And in terms of who you can transact with, um, it's yourself and a couple of other related people that your 401k and IRA should not be doing business with. Other than that, everything goes. Um, so for all intents and purposes, um, you can do just about anything you'd like to do. Got it. And why is it called a checkbook? control retirement account so that's to distinguish it uh, from the fact to distinguish the fact that you get the money in a bank account so it's ACH controlled it's wire controlled that means you kind of you hold the checkbook you control the money so that's not something that's described in the tax code so the IRS never said anything about there's nowhere if you look in section 401 or section 408 of the tax code you're not going to find the word um, checkbook 401k uh, you're not going to find any of that. You're just going to find discussion of retirement account structures. Uh, and we just need a way to kind of convey to our clients that you're going to get the money in a bank account. You're going to have the control. But those are purely descriptive terms that are trying to aid people to understand what they're getting here. Got it. All right. So um, if I wanted to, I could just... I, I, I have like a, I, I have a debit card or a checkbook that I could write out of this account. And th that's exactly it. There's no, there's not nobody standing between you and your assets. So you can, you know, I don't know what kind of investments you may be interested in if you're an alternatives guy, a traditionals person. Uh, but for some people that are doing, they're buying tax liens at auctions. They're looking to do sheriff sales um, or do short sales on property. So they need money. Um, direct access to their funds, uh, and the only way to do that with these is with you know within an IRA or 401k, is with this structure. Uh, you just write that check, and you're good to go. Got it. Okay. Well, I think that's really interesting. Um, so, I would have to imagine that a really common, and I think you already said this, that a really common use is real estate investing. Is that correct? Uh, yes, real estate uh, and real estate related investments. Uh, there are many different angles on real estate, so you can buy real estate outright. You can lend against real estate. Uh, that's my personal favorite. Um, lending, you know, secured lending by real estate. Uh, you be the bank. It's it's the kind of investment that has it's a high yield investment, and outside of a retirement account, it just gets decimated because it's ordinary income with no tax shield. 
uh, inside of a retirement account. It's just a great risk-adjusted return. It's secured by a hard asset, um, and it's got a high yield, and it's tax-protected. It's just beautiful. Would you just walk me through an example of what that might look like? Yeah, certainly. Uh, you've got your money, and you know we set somebody up with the checkbook 401k or our checkbook IRA. You know the IRA LLC structure. Uh, they've got a they've got somebody looking to do a real estate deal. Say somebody's buying a property and they need $50,000 for the down payment uh, on their property. They need $50,000. They're going to buy an all-cash deal perhaps for $100,000. So you can lend them the money um, secured by that real estate asset. So you would have a promissory note. Uh, and you would have a mortgage. Mortgage. Uh, people think mortgage is a loan. A mortgage is actually a security interest. Uh, you would say that gives you the right to take back the property if they default on the loan. You would set an interest rate. Uh, you can have what's called points. So it's normal for these kind of loans. You can get two to three points up front um, and then collect anywhere between 7 to 17% interest. Um, these are generally relatively short-term loans. They're designed to be paid back within a year. Uh, and if they don't get paid back, you've got the property. So you're really safe. You're either going to be getting somewhere between a 10 to 20% return or you're going to get real estate. Um, and you may be getting that real estate at a very attractive price uh, because if they don't pay you back um, and, you've prop and you've structured this properly, so say you've lent uh, $50,000, you generally will lend $50,000 against a property that's worth $70,000 because uh, you want to be protected. Well, if they don't pay back the $50,000, you just got a $70,000 property, uh, which is a great deal either way. So it, it results in a win-win all around. There are people that are doing real estate deals um, and they need money to get into real estate. You provide that money. You act as the bank. You get in where banks won't get in. Um, you can provide more flexibility than a bank would provide. In exchange for that, you get higher interest payments. Um, and you get that great return. It's totally passive. Uh, and, and it's totally tax sheltered. Got it. Okay. So that... Just use an example. I've got $100,000 in my checkbook um, retirement plan, and I know somebody who wants to buy a property and they need $20,000. And so I set up this arrangement that we just went through. The $20,000 leaves my IRA or leaves my retirement plan and goes to them, and they take it and, and make the purchase? Exactly. So it doesn't technically, just to make sure we got the terms right, right. leave the, the retirement account bank account but it remains within the retirement plan. So it remains within the construct of IRA or 401k, uh, but it's, it's an investment, right? Just like you can buy a stock, while well, now you just lent money and you own a promissory you know, It's got a loan um, instead of cash, and that investor, whoever you lent the money to, they would make the purchase, uh, and they would owe you the money plus interest. Got it. Okay, nice. Um, so... What are some common ways people mess this up when they set it up? Um, the key thing is sometimes people don't realize, though, that there is a world that a new world that opens up. So when they have an IRA, a 401k at a brokerage house, they can kind of forget about it. Uh, whether or not they're making optimal investments, they can't mess it up uh, because it's locked away. And many of the rules are at play for retirement accounts. You just don't come into play because you and your funds are separated. So when you set these up, you really want to make sure that you're working with somebody that has that's not looking to just set you up, um, collect a fee, and move on. 
Uh, it's not, there's no certification required to set these up. So I personally am a CPA um, and I work with clients to set these up and to make sure they do so in a way that's compliant and they know the rules. Um, it's, it's unfortunate that there are, you know, there are other, I'm not the only provider. Um, there are good players and bad players in this industry. Um, and you want to make sure you do your due diligence um, to know that when you get set up, um, you're going to be working with somebody that's not just looking to set you up and look at the fine print that says um, you're not responsible, for, we're not responsible for anything and, and kind of go their merry way and leave you to fend for yourself and perhaps find out the hard way that you've done something wrong. Uh, there are a couple of ways, a common, common, the biggest error that I see is people getting into the wrong plan. So that's kind of from the get-go. Uh, there are some people that aggressively promote checkbook QRPs um, and they're getting people set up that don't qualify for it. Um, it is true that the checkbook 401k, also, also referred to as a QRP, is the preferred route, uh, no doubt. Um, whenever we can, we want to get people set up with the checkbook QRP as opposed to um, the checkbook IRA. Uh, and that's the pre preferred plan. But if somebody doesn't qualify for that, um, it's not the plan they want to get into uh, because they don't qualify for it, and then it's the worst plan for them. So we want to make sure we're getting people into the plan that is well matched to them um, and that is be best for their financial profile. Makes sense. Well, Bernard, Savage Nation is ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? Um, I'd say it's a bit of a continuation of what I was just saying. In everything that you do, you need to do due diligence. Um, there's nothing inherently good or bad about any financial tax or investment tool, be it mutual funds, be it traditional, be it alternatives. Uh, whatever space you're in, tools can work in your favor and work against you. Um, you just have to figure out what's best for yourself and do your due diligence, be an educated consumer. Well, I think that that is great stuff that definitely gets it. Come on. Come on. And Bernard, thank you so much for coming on. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you? Uh, best places to go are 401kcheckbook.com. That's 401kcheckbook.com. And that's a site that's devoted to checkbook control retirement accounts. Uh, they can also visit, visit agentfinancial.com. Uh, that's more of a tax, a tax focused website, general tax and financial advisory website uh, focused on real estate professionals. Excellent. Well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Bernard your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to 401kcheckbook.com and learn all about the things that we did not get a chance to cover today. Thank you again, Bernard. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Great to be with you. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together. What's up, Savage Nation? Please support the show by subscribing, leave us a review, and definitely feel free to share us with somebody you think would like it. Come on!